Collected Sorceries, episode 10. We got Ethan Shell. We do, that we do. We got Chris Rock. Chris Rock. We got Brian Dennehy. Coming in after the break. We got Janine Garofalo. Coming in after the second break. And we got Gilbert Godfrey. Hopefully not breaking anything. <laughs> this week on Collected Sorceries. A podcast about Magic the Gathering, among other things. Among others. Friday Night Magic. <laughs> That's right. I got information on a pre-release. You're going to hear all about it. We may dip back into fan casting Netflix animated Magic the Gathering series. It's animated for your enjoyment and her, and and her enjoyment. Absolutely. This week on Collected Sorcery. Would you like to get us started? <laughs> Absolutely. What are we going to start with this week? We've been off for several weeks. We haven't, thank I goodness. I was out of town. We're back. You were out of town. Yeah. I was sick. Yeah. But we're back and better than ever. <laughs> That's right. We're back and hopefully slightly better than ever. Oh, we're better than least. ever. I can feel it deep, deep inside. Yes. What's the first thing we want to hit deep up on this episode you. of Collected Sorceries? <laughs> we have got the Friday Night Magic Draft. The Friday Night Magic Draft. My, Tell my, me all about it. We've got my deck from, uh, this would be 720. 720. It's Blaze the, it. Uh, that's right. That's right. Seven, we're going to make that the new 420. It'll be 720 Blaze It. It's 720 somewhere <laughs> in the world right now. Are you playing Magic the Gathering? Hopefully. I know I am. <laughs> it's like, um, oh, we should we should do a t-shirt that instead of saying it's 5 o'clock somewhere, it says it's 630 somewhere. It's 6.30. Because that's, that's when the draft happens for us. It's 6.30 and we're getting magic -y. It's 6.30 p.m. somewhere. So this is the black red. Uh, I had a cool name for it, but this is the Wombo Combo. Ah, the Wombo Combo. The Wango, the Tango. That's, that's right. Uh, it's a red, black, and we'll try and put the full deck in the show notes. It's only a 40-card deck, but we've got... Uh, I hope you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can write it up and then send it to you. Oh, I can type it on your computer. Um, it's going to be excitement. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, eventually we'll have show notes where we can post the deck list. Tell and, me and about we'll the, the Wombo Combo. combo. The wombo, what are the highlights? The what are the lowlights? Let's see. The highlights are the Cavalier Flame. Cavalier Flame! He's a, there's a cycle of Cavaliers and one, ah, each color gets one. He's it a two. reminds me of Yu-Gi-Oh! Kind of, yeah. A two, red, red, red uh, for a 6-5 Elemental Knight. Uh, pay one and a red. Creatures you control get plus one, plus oh, and gain haste until end of turn. Gain haste? Yeah. I love so having haste. You can drop them and play them in the same turn. I would love to. <laughs> Thank uh, you. When Cavalier Flame enters the battlefield, discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. Uh, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. And Reset button. There are things that trigger. Yeah. And, Thanks and, to the Cavalier Flame. Yeah. And red has a hard time getting card draw, as previously established. So, But not with the Cavalier mm -hmm. Flame. No. It's Get red, card draw today with Cavalier Flame. Red gets... What is it? Blue gets... What is it called? Fuck. Blue has a mechanic uh, drawing cards. And milling, red has... Yeah. Milling about. Oh, like drawing cards. What is Billy it? Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah. Stranger um, Things 3. Yeah. And this then, year on Netflix. And then red has uh, Rummage. Rummage! Which is like a dirt tier version. That's Rummage Sale. Of, Go of, to the Rummage Sale. Buy yeah. a copy of Independence Day on VHS for 45 cents. 
<laughs> and then uh, when Cavalier Flame dies, it deals X damage to each opponent and each Planeswalker they control, where X is the number of land cards in your graveyard. And I had this Ooh. sitting on the board ready to do three damage. Mutually assured destruction <laughs> yeah. from Cavalier Flame. Uh, Cavalier Flame. The other part of the Wombo is the Glinthorn Buccaneer, which is one red red for 2-4 Minotaur Pirate. Ah, because the that's Glinder the, thing. the Good Witch Minotaur Pirate. Uh, he has haste, and whenever you discard a card, Glinthorn Buccaneer deals one damage to each opponent. So that's part of the wombo. Well, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and then his, his, uh, he has another ability, an activated ability. Uh, uh, pay one in a red, discard a card, draw a card, activate this ability only if Glinthorn Buccaneer is attacking. It's got haste, so it's going to be doing that. That sounds oddly specific. The <laughs> on, haste on will the regular. help with that, but <laughs> yeah. still seems like a very, very you know situation-specific ability. Yeah. But it also has that area of effect damage. Exactly. It'll attack everything. I have, oh, let's see, two uh, of this guy called the Blood Burglar, which I am calling the... The Blood Burglar! The, the Blurgler, here you Blurgler. go. Blurgler. Since I have two of them, I can hand one over to you for the people... Creature, vampire yeah. rogue. As long as it's your turn, Blood Burglar has lifelink. And then you got the uh, reminder text. <laughs> Damage dealt by this creature also causes you to gain that much life. Yeah. Um, You've heard that a vampire can't enter a home without an invitation. A lie meant to help you sleep at night. Karen, watch, Sergeant. There we go. I got another uh, pirate, which you might get a kick out of. This is a pirate! Fathom oh, Fleet, Fathom fleet Cutthroat. Yeah. Uh, I fleet. Uh, Fathom Fleet Cutthroat. Fathom which, Fleet Cutthroat. Which I believe is a reprint from one of the Ixalan sets. Uh, it's a 3-3 three, three for 4. Yeah. Yeah, Ixalan, Ixalaf. That's another t-shirt. Ho ho! Uh, yeah, that's where the Battle of the Borg <laughs> happened. Ixalan 935. There you go. 3-3 uh, three, three, Human Pirate. not Wolf. <laughs> He's a 3-3 three, three for 4. I'll get off Star Trek. Uh, well, when Fathom Fleet Cutthroat enters the battlefield, destroy a target creature and opponent controls that was dealt damage this turn. That which sounds is, great. Oh, it's it's kind of a, it you know a backbreaker. It works once, but, <laughs> because but it's it like come in clutch potentially. It's one yeah, it's one of those things that you you don't want to hear your opponent say where it's like okay, your creature took damage and if it didn't take it's enough still damage alive. to yeah, it's still alive and your but opponent's now like here comes yeah. the fucking Phantom Sergeant Fleetman it's with like, the alley oop. It's like it's like slam dunk when you. The off your ass. Yeah, when you hear your opponent say second main or second main phase, second you know they're going to do something. Phase. Yeah, because it's like, you know, first main phase, combat, and then you never want to hear them say second main phase. Second main phase. Anything. Anything after that, because it's going to be, you know, it's like second main phase, Fathom Fleet Cutthroat. Okay, crunch. Loop de loop and pull, and you are looking dead. <laughs> exactly. You have the. Uh, Gorging Vulture, which is a 2 2 flyer for three. Oh, the Gorging Vulture. Yeah. Uh, which I think. With the Gorgeous Vulture. I think it's just called George Miller George because Miller. it mills your deck. Oh, because of Gorgeous George. When Yeah, when it enters the battlefield, you put the top four cards of your library in your graveyard and you gain a life for each creature card you put into your graveyard this way. So it helps that feed could be helpful. a lot of the grave, other graveyard shenanigans in this deck, like Undead Servant. Yeah. Which is. A 3-2 for 4, and when it enters the battlefield, you make a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token for each card named Undead Servant in your graveyard. And I believe there's three or four in this deck. Ooh, multiplication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's uh, that hap There's other cards that do that where it's like, do X, where, you know, uh, uh, do, you know, get an effect X times for each of that card in your graveyard. You know the old saying, <laughs> Undead Servant begets Undead Servant. Uh, that's right. There's a murder, which is 
instant destroy target creature one and black black Ooh, uh, real simple kills any it's removal and and in a draft you take removal <laughs> somebody call <It's>, angel lansbury <laughs> it's valuable <laughs> Murder, she casted. Yeah, she did. <laughs> uh, infuriate, which is a fun little combat trick for one red. It's an instant. Target creature gets plus three, plus two until, until end of turn. So you swing with your small guy, and your opponent's like, okay, I'll take one damage. You know, throw that out. They're taking, you know, four. I don't think crunch with my small guy is going to infuriate anybody. <laughs> no, unless your small guy... Well... Oh, that's oh, I see. I get it. I get it. Are, are you? Are, it are we going to make? Me. Are we going to make tiniest justice happen? Just like uh, flat is justice, which pertains to anime characters. Uh, I'll be I'll be vague. Um, I get the feeling you're heading in a moe type direction. Kind of, yeah. Um, you got the Kelvin Rider, which is the other part of the Wombo. Oh, the Kelvin Rider. Uh, K e l d o n. It's a four three. Oh, the Seldon Rider. It's a uh, human warrior for two and two red. When Kelden Raider enters the battlefield, you may discard a card. Again, there's that. There's that uh, rummage. Ooh, rummage! Uh, if you do draw a card, <laughs> I will. Thank you. Yeah, ah, it's gonna it's gonna bug me. I can't say it's gonna murder me, but but that's usually what I say. <laughs> like, hey. ah, it's gonna murder me. Hey, say it. No <laughs> well, I can't. Can I can't remember it. Like blue. There's a name for when blue draws cards. Maybe it's. Maybe it's Scry because it's card selection, but maybe it's just drawing a cards. Probably. A song yeah. Yeah. That goes, yeah. When blue <clears throat> draws a card. Yeah. This is what we call it. We don't call it scrying because that's just looking into the future. Oh yeah. Oh, the other part when of the wombo. Blue draws a card. <clears throat> yeah. Did it? It did it. What happens when blue draws a card? Uh, the other interesting part of the synergy is a uh, bag of holding. We, yes, a it, bag of holding. Yeah, because the Where company that owns D and D also owns uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, full on D and D bag of yeah. holding. Yeah, uh, sorry, because Wizards of the Coast owns Magic. If uh, I know anything yeah, about or this D&D, bag of rather. holding, yeah. this card is going to have six hundred feet of rope <clears throat> in it. Uh, it does have six hundred feet of flavor of, of rules text. Oh, uh, it's that's a, a lot. Rare. It's an artifact. Uh, Cost one to play. Uh, first line is whenever you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard. Uh, so it still counts as being discarded. Uh, pay two, tap, draw a card, then discard a card, which is the better version of uh, Rummage. Yes. And then, oh, loot. That's what it is. Fuck. Okay, yeah, blue has loot, which loot. is draw, then discard. Red has Rummage, which is discard, then draw. And then pay four, tap, sacrifice bag of holding. Return all cards exiled with bag of holding to their owner's hands. That <laughs> certainly involves a lot of bags <laughs> and a lot of holding. Yeah. The name but that's, was that's not a misnomer. Part of the wombo. That's um, part of the wombo, the combo. Yeah, actually, at one point in my second uh, round or second, uh, yeah, second match, I had a pile of things exiled with bag of holding, and then a pile, granted only one card, of things exiled not with bag of holding, and I was oh. like, "Really? Yeah, that's weird." <laughs> yeah, because um, the second match, uh, the the was it. Game two of match two, uh, I lost to, and I'll see if we can pull it up. I lost to Atempsis the All Seeing, and the guy actually got it to go off, um, and I was impressed. And I told him about your you saying the dream is real because for him the dream was real. The dream was it's real. Atempsis the All Seeing. It has, uh, it's a Griffin, I believe. But the main ability is when it when it deals combat damage to a player, it, you can reveal your hand, and if you have uh, six cards with six different converted mana costs. So converted meaning total. Uh, you can have that player lose the game. 
So it's like wow. he's. I think it's like three blue, um, and then and then a number of colorless. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not finding anything about this. Oh, A T E M. Okay. Uh, I have A T E M. Okay. Believe you me. Oh, attempts S I S. Uh, attempts is the all seeing, and believe you me, he saw all. Well, he saw almost all. He saw enough to win. Um, he also has an ability where you can uh, look at the top. I think two cards. He's got a scry ability. Ah. We can look at the top two cards of your library. <laughs> Attempsis, all-seeing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, uh, fancy go. Yeah, living. Very fancy God. living. But he got it to work, and I was excited wow, for him. Wow, look at that thing. It's a sphinx. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Oh, draw two cards, then discard a card. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so so loot. That's what it is. So it's loot, and then, yeah. Loot, loot in the boot. That. <laughs> We're going to start that as a card, too. Loot, loot in the boot. I'm going to write that down. If cards with at least six different converted mana costs are revealed this way, this player loses the game. Or that player loses the game. Yeah, it's it's impressive. kind of fun. It's, it's Most impressive. Yeah, it's fun in Commander if you can get it to work, but it can't really be your main thing because in Commander you can only have one copy of each card. It's so, not enough. So, yeah. Um, but not you could Mark Hamill. You could get it to work if you if you ended up drawing it. Oh, I'll end up drawing. <laughs> yeah, loot, uh, clearly loot. you can get it to work because he got it to work. <clears throat> exactly. You well, well, yeah, he got it to work in draft, which is like a forty card deck, and yeah. you can you can. There's actually in draft, there's no limit. So if you get draft five copies of something, you can play them. Ooh, just um, like Star Trek. <clears throat> yeah, Commander is hundred card decks, um, and you can only have one copy of each thing. So it's a little bit you're a little bit more limited, and then standard is sixty card standard. deck, uh, limit four of each thing, except you know basic lands. Um, what was the other? We had another T-shirt idea. We'll have to circle back around to. Uh, it's seven twenty right now. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that might have been it. Seven seven twenty. Blaze it. Seven twenty where you live. There we go. Oh, it's five. It's six thirty somewhere. That's what 6:30 it was. Six thirty somewhere, and it's eight o'clock here. That's right. <laughs> Trivia starts <laughs> in. One hour. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the next thing on our list was... The next thing! <clears throat> Why don't we skip the... Um... You're the boss, <laughs> okay. boss. Um, I'll jump down real quick to a new segment I have. I thought I would debut it a here. A new segment! <laughs> called... Uh, Tell me the name of the segment. Called... I'll do the opening theme. Okay, it's called uh, MTG Spitting Relevant Shit. MTG Spitting Relevant Shit. Ding. Like Chuck Berry... And carrot top. Oh, really? Bomb. That's 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 the work in progress opening for MTG spinning relevant shit. There we go. Uh, so the one I have for this, it's just a collection. The theme is the collection of flavor text from different cards that are oh. really incredibly well written. I didn't want to go too on the nose to start with, but this is uh, from uh, Inventor's Apprentice, which is from uh, Kaladesh Block. Tell me about it. Uh, everyone starts off making garbage. Uh, if you finally make something halfway decent, it'll be the best day of your life. That so, oh man. Yeah. As the millennials would say, it me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because we're both millennials, but millennials, but we're kind of on the older, you know, uh, uh, cutoff. I mean, for yeah, most reasonable definition. Somewhere but it's, around there. Also, it was hilarious the way you said it because you said it as if you were not a millennial trying to sound that way and uh you know if you subscribe to the idea of old souls i feel like you might be one because oh i'm i'm so old right you've now. got enough curmudgeonness for like three 70 year olds yeah probably 
The thing that makes me not 70 is that it's 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 kind of curmudgeonless, but it's curmudgeonous because curmudgeonous is the appropriate you know, the appropriate outlet for it around people. That's it's true. Not around people. It's, gen- it's rage, <laughs> rage, Pure rage, and chemicals. Not chemicals. of your not of your body's own creation. No synthetic chemicals and rage, and that <laughs> makes me a millennial. Damn it. That's right. Um. So that that's uh, empty, Magic the Gathering spitting relevant shit. <laughs> that was Magic the Gathering spitting relevant shit. Magic the Gathering spitting relevant shit. It's got Chuck Berry and Carrot Top. Ricky Martin's coming next week. Uh, spit relevant shit with we. Ding. Uh, next is uh, fan casting uh, part two. Fan casting part two. Do you want to uh, do fan casting part two, or do you want to wait um, till Jay's available? Let's let's do let's do the pre-release because we have the document for that. All right, pre-release. Uh, the my experience slash the deck because I don't have the uh, stuff for the fan casting. Uh, so yeah, tell the me about pre-release. <laughs> this was this was strangely patriotic. I hear. Yeah, that's a reference to uh, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. He's huh? a man. Oh, that was strangely patriotic. Oh. It's my uh, three-color uh, white, blue, uh, red deck from the pre-release, which was, I think, three weeks ago. You can look it up, but the pre-release for M20, which is the new core set, and normally those are sets oh, designed yeah, for M20. For, uh, to get new players into. And, and normally this is something you know that I would recommend to you, but you've got enough familiarity that, you know, you could jump in anywhere. Oh, I'll jump in anywhere. <laughs> exactly. But, but corsets have, you know, they're pretty kind of like what they call fair magic. So it's like, you know, there's not a lot of crazy mechanics. On, on this one, they brought in a few. Isn't that a like, DLO song? What? Oh, crazy mechanics? Fair magic. Oh, maybe. Oh, what a time. Fair magic. <laughs> Things like, you know, protection from a color. Like, there's a card that has protection from black, so it can't be targeted wow. by black effects. Yeah. Well, I have protection. I didn't realize this was the Trump-themed deck. <clears throat> oh, it is not. Um, uh, no, not at all. Um, Agree to disagree. W- yeah, I mean, <laughs> without... <clears throat> let's see. Let's without jump getting right too past specific. that subtext. And yeah, talk about suffice, the it, suffice it to say, it is not. I had some, I did have some very strong uh, green black cards. I had one of the green black dual lands. I had, oh, here's a good segue. I had the the new uh, Soren Markov uh, planeswalker, the the mythic. Markov. Um, I'm calling him. Well, I said he looked that he looks like Brad Dourif, and I believe you know we mentioned that in a previous episode. Jay came up with the incredible name of Vlad Dourif. Markov! <laughs> we have to do a sketch about that. Markov! Where it's just like, you know, Soren and Nahiri uh, uh, have been fighting. And even though Bolas rolled in to wreck everything, they're still fighting. And the joke is they're like fighting and someone pokes their head out of window and goes, Why don't you just fuck already? Because they have this big, you know, hate thing, love-hate thing for each other. Um, but Markov! yeah, Markov! That sounds kind of like uh, George Jetson. You wrecked my begonias again, Markov. Jetson! I'm going to need you to pay for it. Pay for it? I know you've got... I know you're good for it, Markov. Well, you know what I think when you say two people fighting and somebody sticks their head out a window. I think 
Media Man. <laughs> the single greatest movie of all time. It's got everybody. It's got Don Cheadle. Uh, that's... It's got James Earl Jones. <laughs> that's that's amazing. It's got but... Sinbad, damn it. So my deck had uh, Kai Carr, Kai uh, <clears throat> which is a uh, red, white, blue, or or in Wooburg order, white, blue, red. Oh, uh, that is strangely bird... patriotic. <laughs> yeah, bird guy. Saying, yeah, yeah uh, Safara, who is a, I think, a seven-cost uh, angel uh, with vigilance that gives your other flyers indestructible. And she's a four, white, white, white. Um, and she can also, what is it? Instead of paying its mana cost, uh, and I didn't get to do this, you can tap three flyers you control and pay one white. Ooh. So she's got an alternate casting cost, and those are always fun. Yeah. Um, what else was in there? I had the, oh, my pre-release foil was the bag of holding. So I have a regular bag of holding, and then a foil bag of holding with the date and the year stamped on it, because that's how pre-releases work. Two work. bags of holding? <laughs> yeah. You could yeah. dual wheel bags exactly. of Exactly, and I can probably hold tw- infinity times two, you know, so I'm going to impress a lot of, I don't know. A lot of light years. Well, in the past, I would have said I would have said I could impress a lot of sixteen-year-olds, but it takes a lot more to impress a you know a young person nowadays. Or at any rate, you have to impress them in a different way. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I have absolutely no idea what it takes to impress a sixteen-year-old nowadays. I mean, in, in I a general vanilla. No, I mean like in a general vanilla sense, like something you would say would impress them. I hope if to you find said, out in roughly 16 to 17 years when my friends have 16-year-old kids. If you went to an, a 16-year-old today and said, now I can hold, I have these two, you know, backpacks and I can hold infinity times two in them. And they'll just look at me, you know, like it's the dumbest thing I've ever said. And to be fair, it is, you know, a little silly sounding. It's a little silly, but... A little silly. Sometimes things that are silly... Are also things that have value. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like Monty Python and the the the, the life of Brian. flying and yes, and the life of circus. And I thought you were gonna yeah, and the flying grail. I was actually just gonna say holy grail. Then I remembered that as much as I don't hate that movie, I do think it's horribly overrated. Yeah, I mean, but I, I like life it. Of Brian, so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, since we're probably gonna, uh, hmm, I think uh, we still can go for a little bit. Um. I was going to say, I saw Are Into the spider No, I saw Into the Spider-Verse twice in one day. Oh, tell me and, about it. And I loved it. Into the um, spider I can see why people think it's important because it's if you're... Cajun. Yeah. If you're a movie, a lot of people are like, you know, and I'm very slowly, gradually wrapping my head around your thought about it being overrated because that's not like, it's not good. It is. But no, a lot I of mean, people are losing their, da- losing their damn I, minds I over it. I think yeah. that Into the Spider-Verse is overrated. Yeah. I think it's still very good. Yeah, I do. There's, there's it's room. Not that I think it's a bad. Yeah, movie. there's room for it to be overrated, slightly perhaps, and also, still very I good. I fully understand that everyone else loves it for the visual effects and the style. Yeah, and that's not usually what I watch movies for. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Sometimes a very it visual is, but... movie. It's a, it's a feast. Like if you, and if you're an animation, I usually oh, watch movies hot, more for yeah. the writing. Oh yeah, if you're an animation, hot damn, Into the Spider Verse is, is just a buffet. Uh, apparently like like there's there's visual effect like interesting you know easter eggs and different like each character is animated in a different like number of frames per second that's true uh nicholas cage you know nicholas spider-man cage. noir is all in black and white and he only sees in black and white um black i love how white. miles morales is a tag artist and he's just you know man, man i damn i'm throwing it up all over this maze tagging it wow man i throw it up all over here um and then 
Spider Gwen. Yes, uh, John Mulaney. I bet you John Mulaney and Nicolas Cage could have done like a whole other movie of just them Probably. as their as their characters. Like, like I wanted more dialogue from Spider Man War and Spider Ham, and also uh, Penny Parker. Whatever happened to I Jake Johnson? Was amazing. <laughs> I do not know. Also, because I know that that format is is a name of com. There's a, there's comics with that name. Well, like a, whatever happened to, and then the main character. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, whatever happened to Robot Jones? Whatever happened to the Man of Steel? <laughs> whatever happened to the Man of Steel? Um, whatever happened to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, and Evening and- TV. Well, I was going to say, and Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. God, that's the, the full house Batman, or maybe it have to be house, Goth- Batman no, maybe, not, maybe not Batman, but it have to be Gotham Central, right? So it'd be like the, the awesome arc, uh, awesome arc that they wrote with uh, Montoya, where one of the villains outed her as a lesbian, and then she had to deal with that. Renee Montoya? Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the one who eventually became the question. question yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so cool. After I don't Rick know if it was well done, but uh, the con- conceptually, I loved it. Although, this is the thing, and yeah. we're going to get into this rant again, kind of, but yeah. not fully into it. Yeah. Man, do they need to fix DC movies. Yeah, they're DC really movies, good at TV like, shows, right? Zack Snyder and, and David Goyer are like, ooh, we don't know how to do Superman. How do we do Superman? How do I Superman? And then I was rewatching Justice League the other day, and I was like, Bruce Tim was there, and Bruce Tim was like, I'll do a whole episode about Hawk and Dove. Why wouldn't I? And I'm like, damn, this man was good. Why can't Bruce Tim work, you know, on on a on a DC movie? Because I don't even necessarily love the Hawk and Dove episode or some of the more obscure episodes completely. Yeah. But the point is, he was so good at doing the show, he could do stuff like that. And we were all like, now, this is fine. Did he do all of Justice League or Justice League Unlimited? Yeah, he did all of it. You're talking about Unlimited, right? I uh, and well, yeah, cuz I, I was watching Unlimited, but yeah. Okay. The, the original too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because because I, mean, I know the that original and unlimited first, are basically the same. Show. Okay, unlimited is just like more. It's like, hey, who's this person? Right? They just bring. They in broke more, it up weird, but at one point, I believe unlimited was just can basically considered like season three and fig- four of just. Okay, kind of like figures sold separately. Basically, like here's vigilante, and here's you know, who's a cowboy on a motorcycle, and here's like Adam Smasher, and here's just a bunch made the of distinction because Unlimited does focus on a lot more side characters. Yeah, I was gonna like say like just the original first two seasons of Justice League mostly focus on the original seven. It's like including what? Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, John Stewart, Hawk Girl, whose name I can't quite recall. Shaira Hall. There we go. Um, who else? Uh, Oliver Queen and Dinah. No. No. That's unlimited. That's un, that's unlimited, right? Yeah, unlimited. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I they're used like, to watch like them. The A part okay. of the B team. Okay. See, I watched whatever was on. Unlimited. And I didn't always unlimited keep had track. Those great episodes where there was a bunch of episodes that involved uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary, the Question and the Huntress. Oh, I did see that episode. That one was amazing because my friend Ian. It's one of my friend Ian's favorite episodes because of the line. Uh, those little plastic things on the end of shoelaces are called aglets. Their true purpose is sinister. Yeah, and that's where yeah. they're interrogating. I love the entire yeah. question subplot. Of oh, question thing. Huntress dating or what was or, right no, basically well, that, that too, but also just question investigating like Lex Luthor. Yeah, and investigating what had happened in the alternate universe. Oh uh, yeah, with the Justice Lords. And yeah, I'm not sure it's if the Justice Lords, right? <laughs> Was that a quote or no? Because I, I don't actually know. Okay. I think it's the Justice Lords, but as soon as I thought of that, my mind immediately reverted to Meteor Man, and I thought Golden Lords. <laughs> um, yeah, because I I'm not sure if it was uh, Vic Sage and and the Huntress on a date or Vic Sage just doing investigating and the Huntress there keeping him from dying 
which was basically a date to them. Well, there was a multi-episode okay. arc. It wasn't even back-to-back episodes. Okay. There were, there was, I think, at least three or four episodes that involved, you know, Green Arrow and Black Canary getting together, them getting yeah. together, and then the yeah. four of them doing stuff, and yeah. the questions mission, and the Huntress's mission. Like, there was a whole intertwined thing that involved the four of them throughout the course of that season. That yeah. was pretty great. Because I love the idea of, like, a gender-reversed, um, like, kind of escort quest where where it's like you, you know the huntress is the one escorting the question the question is going around investigating things and gathering evidence and except for you're less worried about him dying yeah it you know and then the huntress is like protecting him whereas in a typical video game escort quest it's you have to escort the derp ai i hope nobody's bothered by that term but you have to escort the the terrible ai that is not so bright and you fail a lot, I and then you fail go some for more. A spoiler for an old comic, but it's been out for so long. It's uh, What's that? Dark Knight Rises, not Rises. Dark Knight Returns. That's what the one. Oh yeah, is that so many words? Is that the one from the late eighties? Or no, I'm thinking of uh, Darkest Night, right? Or Nightfall? I'm thinking of Nightfall, which I is the ba- the one with Nightfall Bane. Or, but I it's ever... Bane and 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 what uh, zombie? And he's he's got two other like henchmen. If they ever put me in charge of a Batman movie, yeah, my ultimate arc for it would involve Nightfall heavily. Oh, nice. Just putting that out there. Okay, what is it? It's Bane really, and and though. was it Zombie? Who's just like a real spindly, hunched over zombie. old guy who looks dead, who has a cane, and then Trog, who is looks like a troll but is Trog. super smart yeah like and he builds weird robots and the robots drive around and sometimes they explode and they they got cut out of the movie probably for time or budget or whatever but man the late 80s slash mid to early 90s was weird man oh yeah because it was it was like not quite 90s comics extreme like there was a tale of course according to me and my friend jay i don't i don't know where he heard he heard this but the 80s lasted from 1979 to 1993 <laughs> so that does include like ex- i guess you know extreme con- 90s comics didn't start until 94 I, I think the way that we're talking about it is that it's not extreme 90s comics because it was not you know written by rob liefeld <laughs> or drawn by rob liefeld or drawn by rob liefeld or written by who wrote comics in the 90s is like the extreme like any of the i guess maybe wildstorm or like wildcats you know uh, i don't remember the probably exact counts. timeline but as i seem to recall frank miller did not calm down in the 90s <laughs> the ni- if we were to do it we could do like a, a sketch comedy sketch where it's like in which frank miller does not calm down in the 90s in the middle of the 90s in which frank miller will not be going to space today i definitely think there's a lot of stuff there for frank miller's <laughs> extensive career of doing things yeah, if you look up, uh, you will not something. You will not be going to space today. It's it's a. Meme. I will not be going to space today. Yeah. I will be staying home with my wife. Look at this stack of cassettes because I think I might own one of them. I own all of them. Well, no, I own two Rush cassettes, and I think one of them is Moving Pictures, and the other one is Permanent Waves. I don't and... know if the one there because I own multiple of them, but I know one of the ones I own is definitely Power Windows. Because Power Windows oh, might man. be my favorite Rush album. Yeah. Um, I don't... I'm also yeah. leaving all this in the podcast. I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. I own Moving Pictures on cassette and then Permanent Waves on cassette and then everything else is on CD. Yeah. Um, I know I own Moving Pictures on cassette and Power Windows on cassette. I think I own... Oh, I also own uh, Counterparts on cassette. Ah, uh, man. I had Counterparts on CD and I loved it. It, uh, by the way, Counterparts on Cassette is right here. Yeah, I had it on CD and I loved it because it got stole out of my car when I used to work at a library, which was in a town hall next to a police station. I know, right? And I thought, 
oh, maybe, you know, maybe they won't get sto- stolen because the police station's there. No, I guess it's more likely I mean, to get stolen, which is kind of fucked. The town isn't yeah, exactly the classiest place ever, but I, I mean, wouldn't have really thought that area was that shady. Yeah, it's neither the classiest nor the least classy. No. It's it's sort of... It's in between. Middle of the road suburban. Like, it's suburban enough that I was shocked to begin with. Yes. Um. Also, although... I bought those CDs and they were stolen. So now I, strictly speaking, you know, can reacquire them in whatever way. At the risk of getting into socioeconomic status and gentrification, (laughs) all those things, I will put it in this way. You don't have to go very far west from here to reach the rich people. And you don't have to go very far east to reach the poor people. I was going to say equidistant from, you know, from upper and lower. Yes. (sighs) The middlest I mean, of the road. When the Beatles sang a song, "Why don't we do it in the road?" Perhaps they were talking about um, perhaps they were talking an area about like this. Social, economic <laughs> yeah. inequality, rectification. Ec- yeah, equidistant. You know, Equifax. Yeah, as opposed to you know Jamaica, where it's like the Grand Canyon. I only say that because I went there once. Like, as, I, as opposed to in Jamaica, college. which is one <laughs> for of the a class, that believe it or not, boys want to take you along with Aruba. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Montego, uh, Kokomo, right? Kokomo. I wanna take you by some something. I I do know the yeah. Down the melody. to Kokomo. Oh, that's a that's Barry Manilow, right? No, that's the Beach Boys. Oh, okay. Kokomo. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that right, Zero Suit Samus? Isn't that right, sitting, Zero sitting Suit on the Samus? table nearby? Uh, uh, dashing, uh, swiftly. Dashing through the snow. I hope not. It's construction season right now. It it's, is. It's the. It's time for it to be the other season. See, where the we live. thing is that I'm not going to lie to you. Even though it's, I, I, I'm not bothered by the weather. Yeah. Even though it has been very hot. Yeah. I definitely don't want snow back. But I have been missing Christmas. Nor do I. Yeah. You want I Christmas without the snow. I kind of. Yeah. Um. So I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, the snow, the other like, season. The other other white season. Where we live, there are two seasons: winter and construction. Winter and construction. It's it's one of the like official jokes of the area. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have anything I can snack on? Uh, uh let's end the podcast. And... Okay, there we go. Because uh, <clears throat> I gotta get some something in me. Some. We're some, gonna head to trivia. Some we'll cheese. We'll see you all next time on Collected Sorcery. Sorcery. The Gathering Podcast. Sorcery. Sorceries cast, cast, cast.